All right, everyone, welcome to the Above Average Football Fan Podcast for above average football fans and below average football fans who want to learn more about the game, or if you're a football junkie, this is the podcast for you. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy it. All right, everybody, here we are for part two of my conversation with Andy Boyd and Bryson Summers, where Andy's going to tell us a little bit about life with Coach Spurrier, as well as what he sees in Coach Beamer and what he's going to bring to Carolina with his staff. Hope you enjoy it. It's just, I would say it's more detailed holts, more repetition with Coach Spurrier. How how hard can we practice? How many reps can we get in? You know, and it's just and it's I think that's different mentalities, yeah, yeah different yeah. thought process. So let's switch gears a little bit, X's and O's. Um, you know, in today's football, we're we're very spread oriented mm-hmm. uh, from from pro football all the way down. Oh, 100%. You know, Bryson, you're coaching at airport. You guys, I'm imagining, are probably running some kind of a spread, or yeah, y'all, absolutely. yeah, y'all are in a little spread. Absolutely. Yeah, and and so, you know, that became the the norm. Um, Coach Spurrier sort of brought that to the SEC. And, and he, he brought the fun and gun. Cock and fire. But that's the thing. Like, honestly, though, like, even when I look back at even Coach Spurrier, though, honestly, Holtz was more spread. Well, Spurrier, with Skip. Yeah, Skip was more, way more spread on, you know, inside zone, outside zone, mm-hmm. read option, things like that, to where when Spurrier – Spurrier's true offense is eye formation. Right. Hard play action, isos, draw plays – you know, it's that pro style under center, eyes up. Mm-hmm. You know, and even I think he even talked about it and stuff that, like, I mean, he really, they didn't really start doing the shotgun until they played Florida State the second time mm-hmm. in the national championship game. Because, I mean, even Spurrier talked about it. He's like, the center he had was the best he had. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't great. Mm-hmm. But Florida State's defense at the time was insanely nasty. So we needed a little bit of distance. Yeah. Right. right. It was the whole It was the whole old school, like right. the whole Roger Stallback thing. Right. That was the whole reason was like, my line ain't that good. I need a jump start. Give me a little start. Give me a little start. But honestly, I think what was so integrated, obviously he's a passing genius. Right. right. You know, and I mean, and that's what, you know, it, it's just being it from a player, but really probably even seeing things that when I was a GA that was just like, golly, like, you know, it's just second nature to him. Well, and, and I remember I, when I was coaching high school football, I saw Coach Spurrier um, talk at the South Carolina High School Football Clinic, and the level of detail that mm-hmm. man remembers. You know, oh, yeah. No, he it's, was, it's fascinating. He man. was talking about a play against Georgia when he was at Florida oh, sure. in 95, and he – you know, he could tell you the the formation, the play, Where, what yard line what it was yard on, line, what, what down hash, distance was, you know, how much time. Not, yeah, 100%. and it was insane. We were just sure. like, this guy can remember everything. Yeah, oh yeah. And so it was just wild. So one thing I, I heard one time, um, I think Perry Orth talked about this once, because you know, obviously he played for Coach Spurrier. Um, that Spurrier's off. A lot of offenses are, you know, they kind of have rhyme and reason. You know, maybe you you have Queen and King, or you have Liz and Riz, sure, sure, sure. and all of that kind of stuff. But Coach Spurrier's is just you remember everything. Got righty, you got lefty, right? <laughs> Mills, right? Well, I mean, that was honestly, if if there was a thing that was just so fun that like to me, I found it fun because. When he went to the whole AFL, right, it was literally that he was running his old school system again, I formation, right, and like that. What's so funny, and it is, it's off of you know where he'd been coaching before, right. or a certain player that he developed this play right. for, right. and that's the Mills play, right. Literally, the Mills play was for a mill, like a guy named Mills, a guy named Mills, and he played at Duke, yeah. and all it was was literally it was the it was like a 
I think it was only a three receiver combination, like where it's literally I formation, either slot, didn't matter, two receiver, one receiver, pretty much a 21 personnel, yep. essentially. But literally the sole receiver was doing a corner just to pull that safety off. Then, especially if it was like a cover two, but then, or a cover four, but then inside route was to try to get the Bring interior safeties come down to then create a one-on-one with the post. Mm-hmm. Spurs first touchdown, Carolina, Mills play. The best thing about Mills, this is the, this is the thing for Mills. <laughs> so you look like you got go- like goggles on your eyes because Mills wore goggles. So that was the, that <laughs> was Mills. That, that was Mills. So like, that was what was so funny about when he was on the AFL. He's doing the same signal. He's mic'd up going, Mills. You see all the guys going, I'm like, oh, baby, here comes a touchdown. Like, no shit. <laughs> yep. Touchdown. I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> well, and I remember, I remember yeah. Perry talking about that, too, that when, when he was in the AFL, or the, whatever that league was called. Yeah, man. He, he saw the formation and had kind of a check with me type situation. Sure. Spurrier gave him the signal, and he knew. And, and it was just like, this is exactly what's about to happen. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, but that's so, so funny to me because you're right. Like, I think, uh, I think Eric Kimry once talked about his dad's offense at, at Dutch Fork at one point. They, you know, he, was, he joked about, I don't know if he had a, a pack of cards out or something, but everything was king, queen, ace, sure. deuce, sure. you know, jack, you know, yeah. all that. But Spurrier's just, oh, we're going to call it this because, oh, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even with the other formations, the other formation was Bandit. Right. Bandit was always like like 11 personnel. Right. So it was like Bandit. So it's like you doing Shooting a gun, a gun motion. Right. So that's Bandit. You know, and they, you know, always do personnel stuff, all that right. stuff first. And uh, But, you know. Trips right. <laughs> All right. Nothing super <laughs> creative. Yeah, nothing, but to me, though. But that's, I was about to say, simplify the game. But that's the thing. Right. It made simple to remember when you're on the right. field going Absolutely. trips right. Trips. Right. All right. Trips. And, you know, and even now, especially with the hurry up, they can call it out. You know, we were huddling up and stuff. So then, but it's how the play was called from right. formation, protection, play. Right. I mean, that was, yeah, formation, protection, play. That was what I was going to – man, it's like you're reading my mind. So that was what I was going to talk about. When you talk about football plays, when you hear a play as a player, as a coach, you know, all the way back, if you want to go super youth or whatever, it's usually formation, some kind of protection, sure. play, maybe a tag. You sure. Know, the, most exa- the most basic example is like I write – 28 toss. Sure. So we're going to run eye. Our, our backs are in eye behind the we'll quarterback. We're going to the two back. We're going to go to the second the back hole. on the eight <laughs> hole. On tie. We got the tight end to the right. So Spurrier, you know, the, the air raid is famous for being simple. You know, sure. when they call an air raid play, it's it's ace six. It's this, it's that. Steamers. Or steam, right. <laughs> and so Coach Spurrier, I felt like, had sort of a – Air raid type mentality For sure. in the way and of understanding because it, what it is is stretching the boundaries of the defense, right? You know, and I think that's even what we kind of talking before we got on air was saving, just realizing mm-hmm. that offenses have now and it's because they've restricted defenses so much, mm-hmm. and it's more exciting obviously if plays are being made, right. points are being put up on the board, but it is just it. You know, these guys make millions of dollars, and they are phenomenal athletes. Sure. And it is enti- it's so hard to cover, you know, what, a, what is it, 56 and a half, 53 and a half? Right, right. 53 and a half, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like, that is like. Well, and that's the whole concept of Coach yeah. Spurrier, the West Coast offense, the air raid, mm-hmm. Sid Gilman, old school. It's just geometry. 
100%. The defense cannot cover this yep. much space. And it's understanding your keys and cues exactly. based on yeah. whoever your read is. That's exactly right. Yeah. And and it's so interesting to, to hear all of that. You know, one of the things I've learned from doing this, as a guy who just played high school and, and, and coached high school, I kept thinking was I, when I would talk to Jeff Barnes or I would talk to you or I would talk to uh, Landon Cohen or Langston Moore, who I've talked to so far, I expected it. The game would get so much more complicated when you got to the college level, yeah. and it's really it's it's, ball it's, is it's ball, just man. being it's, good at it. Yeah, it's X's and O's, but, I, but that's the whole saying though: X's and O's and Jimmy's and Jack's. That's right. <laughs> like, that's right. <laughs> well, you can do that with a dry erase, but if you ain't got Jimmy or Joey right. who was that can do it, and, right. and honestly, I think that's where coaching them really evolves is understanding what your personnel is, what you can execute, what you can, you know, be successful. What can you do with it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's transition. You were a GA at Carolina. I was. Let's talk GA life. So, you know, you've obviously at the college level, you've got a video crew that, you know, is doing things and you were there, you know, Huddle has made its way down to the high school game. Oh, that's, yeah. that's improved a lot of things. Oh, yeah. and I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm Because I'm, a lot of what we did, honest to goodness, I mean, especially even when I was there with Spurrier, I mean, it wasn't – I wish it was something probably more of having a direction of, you know, maybe even more of a plan. But at the same time, too, I was still learning ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, honest to goodness, it took me – I'm not joking. It took me – and it's anybody that has come to – especially people that played professionally and even people that played college football. I mean, you watch so much film. Right. I mean. Oh, my gosh. I mean, high school, you watch so much yeah. film. Big sky, not, you know, big eye in the sky don't lie. That's right. And that's the thing. But that's, it is the greatest tool to get better. Yeah. And, you know, I think that was the thing, probably the eye-opening moment when I got to college of, like, how deep. I mean, my high school coach played here at South Carolina back in the 70s, played with Jeff Grants, all that stuff. Like, and he always would talk about it. like he's like you think we watch film here and we watched a lot of film in high school I mm-hmm. really believe that together right. as a team to see that to teach and understand and when he's like wait if you if you make it to the next level you're gonna be sick of film yeah, yeah. and as a GA what yeah. a lot of it was and a lot of it was just because of the data of the system whatever they were using at the right. time it was them going all right play number one right. all right first and ten. Minus twenty yard line, right? And literally, you are putting the formation in, all that stuff, mm-hmm. all that data entry. Then essentially, then helps you. So as a GA, we would break down obviously our own self scout, mm-hmm. but we would also then break down mm-hmm. defensive scout. Mm-hmm. And even in the defensive scout, same thing. You're just trying to help identify defenses, right? And that's honestly, I think that's where a lot of it, just even in the encoding, it was just you know, even with my time with Coach Wolford. I mean, Coach Wolford had me draw up every single blitz, mm-hmm. every. I mean, how many times they ran a blitz, like just trying to you know understand what formations were. And it's data, right? It's constant data. And yep. I mean, it, it is so much. I mean, especially. I think that's the thing where obviously technology is mm-hmm. even starting to change so much, and even with them being able to project up a during a, the game. a film during the game, a film, the game, yeah, and just go, that's, you know, yeah. that this that's ridiculous. I mean, it's crazy, <laughs> but I mean, that's even where I think even as a tool, as a player, right? Man, I'm not joking. Your fireplace here, probably about half the size of that thing. That's the tape decks they used to still play of when I was at Carolina. Right. I mean, right. when I first got there, it was like, here's inside. <laughs> Clip. Right. Play. <laughs> you know, now, and I mean, but my thing is, is like, there's nothing like practice film. There's nothing like game film. 
And it's just because when people talk about game within the game, that's where you see the speed of the game. Right. Mm-hmm. If there is any film that I would say that I was like, I don't even know how I came across it. And it, a lot of it was probably because, you know, the scouts. The, and that's who, honestly, when I was there, me and Mike offensively, I mean, we were with the video guys a lot because we were doing so much data entry and right. breaking down film. Because even at the beginning, you know, the beginning of a year, essentially you would do like the last four games. In each game, then that you play, essentially you're doing four games. Now, they may watch a little bit for formation-wise stuff, but a lot of it's just to see tendencies, sure. how people line up. Yeah. This is kind of what they do. This is what they like to bring out of it. You know mm-hmm. what's successful? It's all data. Right. You know, in a sense of like this, but that was where a lot of I think of, you know, data entry. You know, just calling things to certain things, just so they could get accurate percentages of understanding. Okay, we go trips right. What's They're going to be in a four-three. You right. know, linebacker is going to be splitting the difference, and then this is the percentage of the coverages. And so, essentially, coverages would be like kind of more Mike's thing. I'm doing the fronts. Gotcha. You know, and so that's just, and again, it's just breaking down film right. it's just understanding just trying to find the advantage right. and what works and obviously just from evaluating film but back to the whole film thing i'm not joking like because the super bowl sunday yep if there is probably the like best game i think i've ever seen on film was i saw a super bowl on game film mm-hmm. and i think it was the second time the giants beat the patriots uh-huh and it, and it couldn't be the. It might have been the first one. Then. I think it was the first one. Now that mm-hmm. I take when that they were right. undefeated, they were undefeated, and like straight up and talking about the game adventures, the game within the game, and just even watching the O line because that's what I watched the most. Right. I watched the box, right. and like just seeing like there are no wasted steps, there are no right. false no, moves, no. there's no missed assignments. Yeah, you'll get there are landmarks hit. Like, and I'm just talking, but this is at the highest level, and these are massive human beings right. moving incredibly fast, taking great angles, locking up with people, and just seeing each play being executed. I, after seeing it, obviously, nationally, but that was the thing that would happen even when I got away from football completely from coaching. Right. It's hard for me to watch a game. Right. Because I evaluated right. so much. You know, going, nice wrong. Yeah. He did that bad. <laughs> bad stats. Yeah. And I've been at parties. I think it was actually at um, – Oh my gosh, I can't I cannot think of their name right now. Anywho, to watch one of the playoff games because to me, I think if there are any classic football games that should be shown, it probably is like from I don't know, 04, 05 AFC playoff games, probably from quarterfinals to the, you know, sure. the championship and on because it was like Pittsburgh Ravens, yeah. Colts and Patriots always. It was always those four, right. some way, shape, or form meeting, but I will never forget, like, a fullback blew somebody up in the middle of the hole. And, I mean, I was in the middle of a party, and I'm like, oh, shit, did you see that? And they're like, it was a two-yard loss. I was like, watch the fullback. <laughs> and this fullback just absolutely destroys the linebacker in the middle of the hole. And, I mean, but, and again, it was like a two-yard loss. I'm like, what? And I'm like. That two got his shit rocks. Like, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, that's how the football mentality gets to you. You watch, you know, like you said, I, I watch, I watch line, and I watch, oh, yeah, and, and sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll miss, I'll miss what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, you know, all of a sudden I'm watching our line, I'm like, oh man, our left tackle just got worked. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, we scored a touchdown. It's perfectly fine. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. 30, 30, 30. Up field. Oh, I mean, that's honestly, even when we beat Clemson, I mean, that was the thing. When we beat Clemson up at Clemson in uh, 06, yes, 06, right. 
Because you, and, you know, as crazy as that first half was, because that, I remember that. Yeah, crazy as that was, it was like 28-14 at halftime. We were just like, unbelievable! I cannot believe they just scored that last touchdown because it was the whole deflection, yeah, the I remember. tackle runs yeah. for like oh, yeah. 90 yards. Yeah. And scored unbelievable! Touchdown. Like unbelievable! unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but that was the thing. We started killing them on play action and draw plays because Gaines Adams was there, right? And literally, it made it easy for yep. the tackles and even us. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite touchdowns ever is Mike Davis scoring his draw play touchdown yep. because same thing. Show hands like it's a draw play. It, my position though was to go straight for the linebacker, but that's what we were doing was just working the DNs straight up field because they're thinking it's past. Yep. These dudes were speed rushing like crazy. Well, it just creates holes, natural holes, and that's where Corey. But they gave it to Mike, and I just caught this linebacker at the right time because literally the linebacker, their job is to guess what, take a step forward to read that it's not run, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're sitting there taking a drop. This dude was dropping, and literally I got right up on him, and as soon as he put his foot in the ground, <laughs> you were there. My hands made contact with his chest, and I mean I straight up depleted him. He hits the ground, and I was like, oh, yeah, baby, and just <laughs> face mask the chest. <laughs> just like, and, like, the best part was is when I look up, that is when I see literally, that's when I see Mike Davis, like, doing a somersault into the end zone. <laughs> right. And, I mean, like, I was like an eight-year-old kid, peewee football. Like, right. yeah! Hey, like, it. I mean, just sell, like, slap hands. Like, oh, my God. Like, this is the shit. Let's do it again. But it was. I mean, just because it'd be down, be down that much, right. and just bam. Bam, right. bam, come right back, man, and win. And the thing goes is yeah. we shut them out in the fourth quarter. I there wasn't that. a point scored in the fourth quarter. And, I mean, it was just, you know, and the, the, that's what's nuts. And, again, right. it's belief. We had two walk-ons at the time starting on that line. And, that's like, right. at the last, like, quarter of that season, we were, like, third or fourth in offense in the SEC. Wow. It's belief, it's belief. and execution yeah, and it. understanding about that's the stuff, it. man. So that's a good transition. Let's, let's talk about Coach Shane Beamer. Our new our new head coach. Um yeah, man. you know, he, he you you may even be able to tell us a little bit about I don't know how yep. much you know no, about I him when you were there. Was, he was my um so I think that he was trying to say it again. I just haven't gone back and actually to look at the dates of when he was here and when he left. Yeah. Right. Because I think he was here three years before. Correct. I feel like that's right. I, if it wasn't I think actually I think he was here four. Okay. Or he was yeah, possibly here five because I think he left the same time I'll Anywho, right. whatever. Anywho, he was my coach for three years. I know that for a fact. Sure. And even with him coming in, because that freshman class that came in with Coach Spurrier, I mean, was the beginning of change, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really honestly was of where things just started to turn around. And whether it was, you know, and a lot of the guys that came in there in that time, I don't know where who else was recruiting them and how yeah. they were able to – Yes. Because at the time when the coaches change happened, I mean, Coach Spurrier had a month and a half to get these guys to come to Carolina. And I don't know how many of the, even the guys that we brought in at that time were actually being recruited by Coach Holtz's staff. You know what I mean? But that was when DeMarco came in. That was when uh, Cliff Matt – no, 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 Cliff, that was more at the end. But Shane was the whole – he was recruiting coordinator. Uh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, but at that time, too, the main thing that – I think, I think Beamer was like kind of the Spurs coach. But then he was the special teams coach, he clearly, because yeah. obviously Beamer ball and just the history Correct. with that. And, you know, honest to goodness, my thing was it was just – it's the same thing. I think a lot of it was just even the mentality that even Coach Spurrier helped exude, that it was just like best player's going to play. But the thing that, like, I absolutely loved about Coach Beamer was just like everybody got evaluated. Wow. Everybody. So, like, I'm not saying that, like – 
every single practice was like everybody got evaluated. I'm saying like, all right, day one, we're in shells. There ain't much a whole bunch of contact stuff that we can do, but what we can do is work off coming off the football. Mm-hmm. And what he would do was sit there and just – he was just repping. You know, I'm sure you've seen it, the whole black and yellow – Strip, oh, yeah. you know, center, tackle guards, all that oh, stuff. Yeah. Where it's the the yeah. yeah, so you just understand how big gaps are. And that was even the – and, you know, Coach – I'm just like rambling back and forth. Coach Holtz was one of the first ones that did the whole – the spread punt. Oh, really? With the rugby, yeah. The rugby, I remember that. Uh, the rugby yeah. punt. Wow. I do remember yeah. that. He was one of the Dang. first ones to start – but somebody else did it before him, but he just yeah. kind of copycat and yeah. started doing it. Coach Beamer, what he was doing then was just kind of even showing just like this is – this is your block point. Mm-hmm. Again, details, everybody coming off, this is what the punter's thinking. He's catching the ball. He's taking one step, dropping, and kick. This is how much time you got to get there. But literally, all they were doing, they would just take the punters, and literally they would just take one step, and they were just dropping the ball, and they would let the guy run through. But what he's evaluating is people coming off the football. Right. And how fast they were. And each week he had such an eye, even just even to me that I remember as a young coach, that each week there was a different wrinkle. It wasn't like, all right, we're going to just, you know, run this twist right here. This is this is Leon right. or this is Ralph. No, each week there was a different recall because he would find who, mm-hmm. if I don't mean to say it, who the bitch was and who made mistakes or who didn't take proper steps, depth, whatever, and going, that's who we have to attack. And that's how his, you know, mm-hmm. his yeah. whole mindset of attacking of it was. But, I mean, my senior year, I mean – I mean, I tell people that. I mean, that was that was when Demarco was coming yep. in. Melvin Ingram was here. Uh, Cliff Matthews, Eric Norwood, right? All these Travian Robertson. Yep. All these dudes were just now coming in of like really being. I would say that's that whole, especially on the line front, that foundation group there. I would say DBs receivers kind of came in beforehand, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but honestly, I think that was the the really the 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 unique thing was like. I by my senior year, obviously, I was trying to get tenure tenure there because I played for six years. <laughs> um, but that was the thing was like, all right, freshman dudes. I love playing against freshman dudes, and it wasn't in the sense of going like, oh, I'm gonna not right. shit in the dirt. It was more of just kind of like locking up with them. I have technique knowledge of knowing how to beat these yeah. guys, but just seeing how they react and seeing what people's aggression levels are, like all that yeah. stuff. Right. And Because, I mean, DeMarco was a linebacker before he moved to fullback. Right. You know, and now, granted, same thing. He was there for probably like a week. But I remember locking up with him one time, yeah. and same thing. He just had the aggression. Cliff Matthews had the aggression, that mm-hmm. quick twitch of, mm-hmm. and you're just like, like young paddling, young grasshopper. Like, <laughs> just time. Yeah. Time. Just, you right. just give it time. Just you, you know, right. like just, you know. But those dudes, same thing, highly competitive, mm-hmm. always being there. But – my freshman year, our kickoff return – or, no, sorry, my senior year kickoff return, I'm almost positive was one of the top two in the SEC on kickoff return. Yeah. Because Chris Culliver, who was a freshman, uh, was our returner. Super fast. I was the one that always set the depth. I had Melvin and I had Pat DeMarco. That was the front wall. <laughs> Not too shabby. I mean, literally, our front – our field position, right. like, was – Above Pat. the 30. I mean, and I don't, again, I don't know the complete stats, but I mean, I tell you right now, and I love playing, and especially under Coach Beam because he's like, all right, you know, if we do this, you got that, that. And so every week when he, and he would, you know, each coach would always do a scouting report, but that was always my thing on scouting reports. I would literally look at, all right, who's the guy, who's the name, how big they are, how much they weigh, and even do that on special teams. And I'm like, 
All right, I got R1s and R2s. R1s and R2s are usually DBs, maybe safeties, maybe a linebacker here or there. Yeah. But they're usually not going to be above 230s. These right. are speedster yeah, dudes that are coming trying down. to come off the edge. And, man, I loved it. Absolutely loved it because I was like, buck 85-er. Oh, yeah. Day-to-day. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was the no thing was, was always staying tight and just the last yeah. moment. Just It was all about timing, you know, right. because if you're a, a second too late on a fast dude, he's by you. Right. Man, I'll never forget Clemson. I, my last football game I ever played was against Clemson. Uh, damn, breaks my heart. I mean, even when Coach Burr's there the first four years he was there, he should have won every single damn game. Right. We lost him by one possession. It was on I us. Remember. All that shit. Anywho, same thing. God, a little speedster come off the end. Same thing. I just put, remember putting my foot in the ground and just launched a kid. Just do pow and just And just remember people <laughs> going, ooh. But, I mean, that's football. Yes. You want the big hit. That's yeah. right. You know, you want the big that's play to hear the people react yeah, that. And, I mean, right. You know, I think that's even like catching a ball. Yep. I think that was kind of all, like, if there was ever anything, it was just like, I felt like at the moment before you caught that ball, there was a split second of just like silence. Mm. Just because everybody's like, <gasps> is he going to do it? Right. Because it's, <laughs> well, it's happening in real time. You know, obviously just the reaction. Everybody's like, oh, God, watching. But like, right there, catching all of a sudden, just, <gasps> you know, it's just. <laughs> It's that rush, what man. That? I mean, what, what, what was the year? Was it 07? Well, no, what year? No, not Florida. Florida, Florida was 06. 06. That was 06. That's what instructor got. I still rewatch that on YouTube guy. sometimes. Oh, yeah, no. And when you catch that, that's one where you turn around and you never expect to be that wide open. Oh, yeah, you no, were, no doubt. You were wide open by well, a good 15 but yards. But that's even like even getting back to scheme. And I think that's – obviously that's what makes, like, great players great players. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just understanding the full concept of where – Okay, if a blitz is coming from here, there's going to be a hole yeah. there. Right. You know, especially right. hot routes yeah. for quarterbacks, things like right. that. Um, you know, but I think a lot of it was just as you play games, as you run routes, your yeah. route tree, things like yeah. that. Check you understand down, yeah. your steps. But then you all, you understand too how defense is a position where you're going, oh, this is a good chance. This is coming to me. Yeah. Like, this right. good chance. Yeah. Get boy, don't fucking drop the ball. <laughs> don't drop the ball. <laughs> You know, this is it. This is it. You know, but honestly, I mean, that even stems back to even the holds there because we didn't get thrown to that much. And it was like, if a ball comes to you, you better fucking catch it or they're never going to throw it to you again. Straight up. That's right. You know, but I mean, it was, I mean, like, but that Florida game, some of the same scenario because Sidney Rice was obviously on the other side. Mm -hmm. And essentially, the, I don't even, honestly, I don't even remember. I honestly think it it might have been the Mills play. Uh, Okay. And Reggie Nelson was the safety on my side. Well, Good job by Florida. Guess what? If you see number 80, big white guy, good blocker, not much of a pass catcher. Hadn't thrown to him all year. (laughs) If he runs a corner, go directly to the center of the field. Right. That is your cue. That That is your cue. They're trying to take you. Exactly. (laughs) They are trying to take you off. They are not going to throw to that white boy. White boy, (laughs) you're not getting the ball. But honestly, it was just more of – as soon as I put my plant in the ground, I mean, straight up. I mean, that's what Reggie Nelson was coaching. It's exactly what he did. He shot to the middle of the field. And, I mean, I knew. Bam. And I was like, oh, my God, I am I am wide open. I'm wide open. <laughs> and, like, literally, I, like, and that was, like, one of the first things I learned guys, too. It was, like, when you're running right, this is the one move you don't do. <laughs> put <laughs> your hand in the air and be like, I'm open. I'm open. But, like, literally, I took my foot and I was like, oh, my God, like, Literally, I'm like throwing my hands because right. there's nobody within 30 like, yards right, of me, man. Right, right. It's like man, basketball. 
And Blake, you know, obviously saw Reggie come across, <laughs> held it, you know, looking, looking, and saw Andy. it, and finally saw it. And, threw it and that was the thing. It was like, as soon as we threw it, I was like, oh, my God. Because this was clearly the longest pass I've ever caught in my career. <laughs> okay? So, like, big pass. But, like, same thing. It's just out of the peripheral. I just see that whole blue orange coming at me, and I'm just like, just give me the opportunity <laughs> To catch it. Like, just give me the opportunity. And, like, straight up. And it just worked out timing-wise because as soon as I caught, you know, I just felt it. And I put my foot down. It's wow. And, like, I mean, believe me, even game film's great to see because, like, Urban Meyer and stuff are right on the sidelines. You just see them going, like, oh. Like, you know, just a complete dejection. Going, like, yeah. Oh, shit. But believe me, man, you want to, like, when it comes down to it, that is probably one of the best games I ever played in my life. Absolutely. Like, it's, as far as execution, I mean, from the get-go. I mean, again, just the whole mental preparation yeah. that I put myself through that I was like, all right, Florida is number three in the country. Year before, I literally saw us upset Florida at home. I was in a hospital bed recovering from my second knee surgery. That is where I watched that ball game. Like, right. in a hospital bed, cheering so excited because we beat Florida early. You remember the, year. the Titans moment? Oh yeah. man! Yeah, but, yeah. And that was what was just—I mean, it was awesome just to finally beat those man. Yeah, because yeah. I was part of the Orange Crush years, like yeah, right. Yeah. It's a big deal getting handed to us. Hadn't won before World War II, I think. Oh, that I mean, happened. and then yeah. it was just seeing it and just yeah, wanting to be a deal. part of that. Yeah, absolutely. And so obviously. The big thing going back to the swamp was this was the first time Spurrier being back to the swamp. Right. So it was just, oh, yeah. I mean, it was just like, man, it was a big game. But, like, my whole thing was, was like, I worked myself up because it was like number three in the country, their defense. I mean, literally, they had like, they had multiple first rounders. If I wouldn't be shocked if there weren't four first rounders, if not five first rounders off that defense. Right. And Jarvis Moss was on there. Jarvis Moss was 6'7, 250, 260, and all that stuff, you know. And their defense was so fast, man. I, I will say that. Like, if there was a defense that I played with when I was playing serious tight end that I ever got that close to the NFL, it was that defense. Mm-hmm. They were just so fast. And Chuck Strong, who right. coached South Carolina, yep. I yep. mean, that was his whole concept. And, and honestly, that's kind of even how, you know, Skip taught it was based off that whole stone 3-3, three, 3-4 three, three, right. defense. Right. But anywho, that, that whole game, I mean, was just I worked myself up all week just right. being like, this is – this is my chance. This is it. Right. And yeah. just not wanting to blow it and stuff. So, like, the first play of the game, though, we did a bunch right. And literally it was an 18, pretty much, red 18. And it was a damn run right. And But what it was with me being bunch, I was sitting there, and Jarvis Moss has got his hand on the ground three years, and I was just like. About to eat your lunch. Oh, yeah. I was just like, it's now or never. Let's just go ahead and set the tone and just ear hole. Mm. Just lay him out. And boom, a little five-yard game. Because first, that was the thing in the swamp. I mean, straight up, we got the ball first. We went right down the field and scored. Mm-hmm. Seven nothing. Like, straight thing. Elated. Like, just bam. But, I mean, that whole game, I mean, just – I mean, that dude – I mean, even kids are like, ah, like Coach Boyd, like, man, you're, you're a big dude. I'm like, I've been against people that, like, I'm trying to get their breastplate. And my hands are like, <laughs> uh, I'm like, there are some large, large humans, humans out there. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like – You're average. Hey, right. And, I, right. It, oh, man. It's I thought just, you were big. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, and it's honestly, I think that's the thing. I mean, that's even, I mean, talking about athletes. I mean, put LeBron James as a, LeBron, we're only going to give you the ball when we get inside the 20-yard line. Right. But this is what we're going to do. I'm going to try to throw you to a fade, and I just want you to out-jump that guy. 
Yeah, good luck. Well, and that's the thing, um, you know, speaking of that, with, with Carolina's current team, you know, transfer portal. You know, e- EJ, yeah, uh, EJ Jenkins, six, eight. Yes. he's 6'8", six, six, 235, runs a four five forty. Throw that kid the fade every time. Oh, man. That, uh, and you know, you know what, man? That That is uh, – y- you're right. And that's the thing. You can wear as hard as you want. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that are intangible. That's right. And that's what's identifying what is intangible that is an asset for your team and how right. it can be, you know. Right. Because, I mean, honest to goodness, cool. I'm Jared Cook. Yeah, yeah. Jared was Still a freshman. Still in the league, man. J- Jared was a freshman. Uh, my fresh, my my. Uh, yeah, my freshman year, he was part of that freshman cast. That came in, he was a wide receiver, right. big dude. You know, he's right. tall. Yeah, tall, very. slender basketball player type. And like that first spring that he came through spring, like I used to go over there and just mess with him. But the thing is, I knew it was death. Like literally, I just go over and mess with Jared. I'd be like, Jared. Like, I was like, when you coming to join us, bro? <laughs> when you coming to join us? You know, because he's. I mean, that's the thing. He's just a good kid, but like that's—that's yeah. a locker room, man. You right. know, just filling with on that. And I mean, I—I I mean, he was just. I mean, I've been thinking about it. And I'm just yeah. like, dude, just come on. We have to lose. And that was the thing. So when Jared finally, my senior year, the last year I played was Jared's first year at tight end. Right. And that's when Wesley Saunders came in. Oh yeah. And Wesley was phenomenal athlete, dude. Like, be that big of a large of a human being and see him run yeah. routes like he did. But Jared was. Jared was lighting it fast. Yeah. That's yeah. what was crazy about him, man. Well, folks, you heard it here first. Uh, Andy Boyd convinced uh, you know, Jared Cook to play tight end and uh, owes him a little bit of money, in my opinion. No, I don't. I'm it not. Be, it no, be a big I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not by no means. No, but, I, I mean, straight up, but I, get pro, I mean, even my first year as GA, man, right. I mean, like, you know, that was the thing with Jared, like, he was always one learning. He always wanted to learn to get better because just even because of the offense at the time was still requiring the tight end to put his hand down right. a bit. Yeah. And he ain't still probably been playing football for under five years. Yeah. Right, right. You know, and all of a sudden now they're telling him to put his hand down, you yeah, know, to right. try to get movement, things like that. So a lot of it, he was always just willing and trying to learn new things. Right. But, like, kudos to that kid because every game, man, that he came out, even his junior year, because he only played here three years. Yeah. But, like, came over, gave hug, you know, I encouraged him, all stuff. But, like, my first game up in the box, watching a professional, or a college football game from the box, it's not a good one to watch from the box, was us losing to Iowa at the Outback Bowl. Oh, that's tough. And that was Jared's last game as, as a Gamecock. But the thing is, there was the rumor circulating <laughs> around him possibly going to the NFL mm-hmm. and stuff. But that was the thing, man. I mean, Jared, like... Same thing, though. Such right. a good dude. But, like, I'll never forget the Arkansas film of that kid catching that yep. drag and running up the sideline because I'm not joking. I think he covered, like, 25 yards in about four and a half strides. Yeah. I mean, Big. it's just in yeah. – when it was just right. like, cool. Yes, yes. All right, Andy, we're going to get you out of here on my, my last question that I always like to ask. So we like to call ourselves the Above Average Football Fan Podcast. You know, you've, you've been on the sideline as a player. You've yep. been on the sideline as yep. a coach. You've, you've heard all the things. All the when things. you hear a fan yell something out, you're, you're thinking to yourself, this guy doesn't know the game. Correct. What, what, what is it? I, I don't know. I mean, just all the comments. I mean, the, the ones that are the most obvious of, like, the heartfelt scream of, what are we doing? <laughs> you know, and it's, 
you know, just the con. I think a lot of it is just even this. It's the concept aspect of things. If you're running things to keep defenses true, you're right. running a play to set up a bigger play. Yeah. Whatever the philosophy type of aspect things are. And I mean, believe me, I've been there in those aspects of like <laughs> questioning, like, what are we doing? Like, right. what are yeah, we right. doing? But I, you know, I. When it comes down to it, I mean, that, that average college football fan, I think Ellis Johnson honestly probably says it best. I think he even said in the interview, he was like, if there's two things that every Southern man thinks he can do, that's coach football and be a NASCAR driver. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the best answer we're going to ever get. <laughs> you know? so, but, but, I mean, it, it, it's just that aspect of yeah. it that, I mean, people just don't understand completely what goes into it. Now, yeah. you know, I was listening to – the game on the way over here and I mean they actually had probably one of the better conversations that they've had that I would you know entice myself to call into never done it before but <laughs> a lot of it is is just because of the whole new EA sports thing right oh yeah people being yeah. able their likeness they're actually going to be able to get paid and I right. mean it, it kind of goes into discussion but I mean he really brought up some good things but it's like it's not just football Right. That's going to be getting paid because it's the whole Title IX thing that this wealth is going to have to get distributed yeah. essentially mm-hmm. evenly or even how it's judged based on what uh, you yeah, do right. and bring in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, kind of just bringing out the concepts of just it, what's just true, allowing people to have a hitting lesson with a college player, right. come to a birthday party to show face, be there for a few hours. Right. You know, and I mean, even as a kid when I was here, I went to parties. I right. went and visited places I would yeah. have never had the opportunity right. to go through. But, like, we're people, right. you know, and it's just trying to be a part of stuff. And, I mean, people right. opening the doors like that. But that whole aspect of the whole, you know, pay-for-play thing and endorsement things, don't get me wrong, it's definitely warranted. Mm-hmm. I just think it has to be very, very much evaluated because it's in the grand scheme of things, no matter where you play, how much is that education that you're getting a degree for? Right. What's well, that equate to? That's right. Well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop here. We're gonna definitely bring Andy back for a part two here before long. We got a lot of knowledge here, and uh, thank you all for being here, and uh, we appreciate it. We'll roll through.